Hi there and welcome. Why am I American? Uh, that went wrong. Anyway, hello and welcome to. We <laughs> are technically reviewing the American thing, but the accent wasn't wasn't quite the right state. I don't think. Oh, it, it was more like southern or something. I don't know what that now, was. Hey there, honky tonk folks. I'm sorry, I was possessed. Yeah, I was possessed briefly by Tammy Wynette. I don't know if she sounds like that, but that's the only southerner I could think of. <laughs> she was in a KLFM video. We're justified every age. It's so weird. Have you seen that? I don't think so, no. Look it up. It's so weird. Anyway. <laughs> <that's> the... <laughs> <laughs> No, this week we are going to be, as we said last week, we're it's a sort of movie review slash looking into the mythological themes behind it, if there is one, because I, well, I don't know, you could argue. Did you do the same thing as me, not look up the myth beforehand? No, I didn't. So, yeah. that, you did, so that you didn't know about it when you yeah. watched the film and then get to the end of the film and be like, and look up. What, what was, where, where, where was the myth? Yeah, it I wasn't until right till the end. That, like after I looked up what the myth was I then went on a google search to be like this myth this film and yes apparently the film is based on the myth the writer and the director both confirmed that but that wasn't getting that myself yeah I mean it wasn't apparent until well I mean unless you know who the who the thing is in the in the film what was it called an orbus the or the orbus the orbus then you recognise the horse, like the horse theme. Yes. But if you didn't know that horses were associated with the Ouroboros, then you'd no clue what the fuck was going on. Like, like I didn't until the very end, where I didn't even realise that it was um a horse-headed thing. I thought it was goats myself, but maybe I was just bleary-eyed by that point. I don't <laughs> know. I was going to run it back and have and pause it and look at it a wee bit more closely, but I just couldn't be arsed. Even no, it was very. I, I, I wasn't getting go or that's a lie. Actually, when she first started yeah. to walk out, I was like, "Is that like a big goat head? Like, is it the devil?" And then I was like, "No, I don't think it yeah, is I a goat. His face is too long." But I still wasn't getting horse with this. I mean, I was like, "His well, face is too long. Like, his face is like really long. Like, <laughs> horses have long faces, <laughs> but like, re- like longer, longer than a horse's face. Like, it wasn't just one. It was three heads." We've wait we've we've spun like we fast forwarded way too soon. We've gone right to the end. We've gone right to the, the end. end. Like, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, the film's called Lovely Molly. It was originally when I read reading up about it, it was originally be gonna be called Possessed. So it was funny how I was talking about possession at the start of the podcast there. I'm glad but, it wasn't called Possessed because I feel like that would have given the game away. Do you know what it was a bit like? And this is, you're going to disagree with me for a second, but then you're going to agree with me. It's quite like The Nun, but like, Uh. but also very different from The Nun. But I feel like they must have come from the same starting point, like pick an ancient demon from Catholic mythology. What's the name of The Nun? Vorloch? Yeah, Volkswagen. Volkswagen something. I feel like they both sort of started from the same point of like, wouldn't it be interesting to make a horror film about this like ancient nobody believes in it anymore like catholic demonic being but then the nun went right from the start like i mean effectively the start of the nun is like you see a nun but she's not a nun 
she's the demon. <laughs> Whereas, yeah, they didn't really say that at the end of Lovely Molly. <laughs> and it's just like, we're done now, find out for yourself. Well, they do imply at the end that it might happen to the sister, but we'll get back to that anyway. Right? We'll go back to the beginning. But my thoughts are on the nun. I can't really remember what happened on the nun, to be oh, fair. Shit. Yeah, and there's a sequel to it. I mean, why bother? But I didn't know that the Vorlich or whatever the fuck that nun's called, the demon was an actual, based on a real Catholic demon. I didn't. I thought they just made that up, pulled it out their arse. No? no, I think it was based on a... Maybe I'm making that up. Maybe they just said in the film it well, was I based know. on... I don't know. I like to use an authority on that because you're the one with the degree and all that yeah, shit. Now that you're saying that, I'm like, <laughs> have I got that from a degree or have I just got that from watching the film The Nuns? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to check right now. Uh, not there. But to be fair to the horse demon guy, at least he has some sort of purpose that I quite like. I don't know what the nun's purpose is other than to scare other nuns. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, um, the exact same one. They're both from the Lesser Key of Solomon. So, oh, Valak is one of the Valak. Valak is is fifty-two demons in the Lesser Key of Solomon, as is um, Orobas. He's a prince of hell. Orobas. I like that title, the Prince of Hell. <laughs> Sounds sexy. Not that white fuck horses, but just saying. I like. I like his sigil as well. I was thinking of maybe getting it tattooed. <laughs> his sigil is quite cool, yeah. Yeah. And also he... That's where, by the way, when we were like, where did we come up with this? It was when we were talking about the different... Was it? I think I must have added it to the list because I think when we were looking at the different sigils. demonic symbols or sigils, mm-hmm. and I think when I was Googling random ones, it had come up like, you should watch this film. Then I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to watch it right now. But I'll, And I think I just sort of jotted it down randomly in the margin of the list, which is right. why it was right at the top. Right. OK. Because well, it was you... at a weird angle to the rest of the list. And it also said, like, lovely Molly brackets <laughs> the Orabas <laughs> film. And I was like, fuck's an Orabas. <laughs> because when you said that last week, I thought it was, I, I kept watching the movie going, when's the Oribus going to show the fuck up here? I mean, I like, also kept watching the movie yeah. going, when's the Oribus going to show the fuck up here? Because <laughs> to me, it was like, it was just about a woman's trauma who like who ended up back into drugs as a result of her sexual abuse by her father. That's kind of what I thought it was about at first. And then, I don't know, her husband was a bit of a dickhead as well. We'll discuss it in length. I keep saying that. When are we going to get to it? But the thing is, yeah, the movie, the reason why it was called Lovely Molly is that they were going to call it Possession and then they decided that they found the song. There's a folk song called Lovely Molly. We can talk about that if you want. Did you look up the song? I did. I did. Because I was like, what is Lovely Molly then? What's the song about? And it's about, um, it seems to be a Jacobite song. Um, it's about a man who plows fields, <laughs> not women. <laughs> Probably plows girls as well, I don't know. Uh, he he plows the fields and he sees the lovely Molly and he courts her at the age of 16. I'm presuming he's about the same age. And he gets called away uh, to fight for King James uh, once I was a plowboy right I'll, I'll just show you the lyrics it's 
I once was a ploughboy, but a soldier I'm now. I courted lovely Molly, a milkmaid, I vow. I courted lovely Molly, I delight in her charms. For many's a long night, I rolled in her arms. Okay. That's the original one. Dry bulk. Yeah. And then it changes to... Having sex with his girlfriend because of the obvious what was going on in the film. It goes, uh, I, yeah, so this is the, the updated one, which I, which is why I thought it was a Jacobite song, because I'm like, what? So it's, I once was a ploughboy, but a soldier I'm now. I courted wee lovely Molly as I followed the plough. I courted wee lovely Molly at the age of 16, but now I must leave her for to serve James, my king. So I'm, I'm assuming he's, he's, he's referring to James, either James, the second who got kicked out by his own daughter to be replaced by the King Billy my dad's favourite guy <laughs> also dry book isn't he a homosexual as well or is that just like things that they said about him or no was I think it's just things that they said about him but he yeah. did actual facts about him I may have said this okay. on the podcast or to you before mm. because it's been really interesting do you know how he became not king here but how he became like the king of orange well wasn't he the Prince of Orange. No, he it? ate the King of Orange. Actually, no, is that not the the tale of the Prime Minister, where the people in Holland hated their Prime Minister so much that they killed and ate him? Yeah, but the the people who were the group that killed and ate the Prime Minister so became like. Oh, the so Prime you're saying Minister. that part of that rabble was King Billy. No, part of that rabble was a guy called Billy who was quite high up in the ranks of people that were wanting to overthrow the king and government and he and his followers then stormed the palace and he ate the flesh of the king and pronounced himself the king and that's how he became King William of Orange. Okay, that's mad. (laughs) I'm going going to Amsterdam at the end of this next week. Well, watch no one eat shit because everything they get to be less. Bunch of fucking cannibals over there. Unless you eat someone, <laughs> then you get to be them. So I get to be king of the 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 Dutch if I eat. No, because they don't have. Well, they still do have royalty. I was thinking they don't have royalty, but they do. So if I was to eat the flesh of the current king of Holland, because it's not the queen anymore, because she abdicated, then I become the new queen. I believe. So. I don't know if those rules still stand, but I'm guessing. Well, you might well. as well eat the king and find out. <laughs> <laughs> So it goes, oh, Molly, lovely Molly, I delight in your charms. And there's many in the night I have lay in your arms. But if I ever return again, it will be in the spring where the Mavis and the turtle dove and the nightingale sing. You can go to the market. You can go to the fair. You can go to the church on Sunday and meet your love there. But if anybody loved you as much as I do, then I won't stop your marriage. So farewell, adieu. That's the song. So he's basically, I've had to fuck off and fight for some king. And um, we've had lots of sexy times, but I'm going to be away for so long that, you know, you can fuck someone else and marry them if you want. That's basically it. I don't know. <laughs> but And some of the song, some of that song plays throughout the movie yeah. that we watched. No, it was her dad, I think. That I think her dad's like slow singing it, which is terrifying. Yeah. yeah. OK, so it opens up the movie with it starts with like a camcorder 
not a camcorder, but like cam footage, like found footage type thing of a wedding or their her wedding. Molly and I think her husband's called Nick, and Tim. they're getting married. Tim, fucking the most bland name in the world. Tim, sorry, <laughs> well remembered. Yeah, Tim, he's a trucker and she's a janitor. Um. And oh, okay. So well, one, I'm glad you explained what her job was because that's a later question I have for you. Oh. And two. Very similar note, but I wrote this film stars Molly. She has bad hair and apparently really likes filming things. And Tim, you know, her performance, her performance, performatively mask, slightly twinky truck driving husband. She, he is very twinky, isn't he, for a trucker? Yeah. Uh, and I also wait and noted on her hair because this was filmed in 2010 or it was released in 2011, I think. I mean, I don't think there's ever been a year where the hair that she has is acceptable hair. No, I guess she had a lot of other stuff going on. Maybe her hair was meant to be representative of her inner pain. I just kept thinking she's got the same haircut as a Karen. You know? Like, what? Really, when, when is she going to speak to her manager about this? Well, she did speak to her manager. Yeah, she, yeah, she did speak to her manager about quite it. Quite spectacular way. <laughs> it, was, it was quite the conversation. <laughs> did you laugh at that scene? Because I did. <laughs> yeah. I feel like my reaction all the way through Lovely Molly was. I either was really upset, actually slightly terrified at points, or was like, right. Mm, and there's also a lot of a lot of nudity in that yes. movie. I don't know whether she used a body double or she was quite brave doing that then because yeah. she's been in it quite a lot. And we're talking full frontal here. No pubes. <laughs> did she? No, I don't think she did. I think she had like a, a tidy. Yeah, because there's a scene with the pastor, right? Well, let's let's go through it chronologically, right? So it start so I thought, oh, here we go, it's gonna be one of these fucking shaky found footage movies because it was filmed by the same people who made the Blair Witch project. So I thought, oh, is this is this what it's I gonna be? Also thought the same thing. Right. So that's why we're a good pair. And and then it switches to after the wedding. Now, it was her, see, I thought that was her dad in the wedding video, but I'm taking that's that's Tim's dad because her parents were dead, both dead by that point I when they got married. Yes, so or maybe her uncle that we don't meet, but her the uncle? sister made like some references to the uncle. Oh, I don't remember that. That the uncle had like. So was that her older sister or was she the younger sister? See, that's another one I can. Molly's the younger sister. Right, Molly's the younger sister. Her. okay so her other sister has i'm assuming she's married i don't know if she mentioned her husband but she's got kids that was a weird conversation they had as well something about how she's going to be alone because she doesn't have any children or something did i yeah. interpret that anyway so her and her husband's see i thought they were quite wealthy at first i thought oh they look like a nice happy couple and then they move into so you see them move into this i mean it's a big house i suppose yeah. It's, it's not quite, quite I was house. going to say desolate. It's not quite a desolate house, it's but it's like, down. it's quite a fixer. But, but it's a fucking huge house. I, mean, like, I liked, in fact, in I actually that in here. I like, the, <laughs> I like that it's playing depressing music while they both look sadly at each other and pull shit, shit sheets off of furniture, showing you straight <laughs> away that marriage is the purest form of horror. Oh, wow, that's quite profound, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. I was really proud of my own note. That's great. <laughs> yeah, so she pulls a sheet off this chair, which turns out to be her daddy's chair. 
daddy's chair. Which yeah, I didn't really uh, know what the significance of the chair was. I just thought it was. No, obviously, I, I like again that her brain's acting exactly the same way. The next thing <laughs> I down is, is this specific chair evil? Question mark. And the answer is right. sort of. Yeah, I think she, well, she puts it away, doesn't she? She doesn't use it. Yeah. It's in some fucking shed or bin. And and then isn't she moaning about? I'm trying to think now because it's fading from my memory. Is it her birthday or something? And her husband Tim is like, "No, nah, I need to go." Yeah, he, he's been called to do. the bastards. But no, they, no, no, wait, no, no, no. No, she's talking about something else. talking about I think that the sister is married because they're talking about the sister's name and some guy coming round and they're just right. kind of having general chat and then they go to bed and then they wake up to all the alarms going off. Yeah, the alarms going off. That's what I was trying to think because I knew something weird happened. Now, you'd think Tim at that point would be like, what the fuck's going on? Because that's a, that's a weird thing because he witnessed that, but he doesn't I'm see it afterwards. I wrote that, so... What? Tim witnessed no. it. Then the shed is coming around. And the alarm's off. going off. Mm-hmm. And there's like a table jammed the back door, into the back door so that the back right. door can't close because there's a table yeah. put into it. I didn't see that. <laughs> Where was it? I thought it was just open. Yeah. No, the like, kitchen table was like jammed right. into the door at an angle. Okay. And then, right. yeah, both Tim and the sheriff are like, well, the sheriff's like, do you see? At first, I thought maybe the sheriff was was um, complicit in the weird goings on. Like he was a bit shifty. See, I didn't see the point of him. But then again, when you get to the end, that makes sense because the sheriff's being shifty and like, oh, I knew your dad. I had to come out here yeah. several times for him, and I was like, oh, did the dad have dementia or something? And I'm like, oh no, wait, the, the, the dad, the dad had quite a lot of worse stuff going on than dementia. But then you'd think that he would be more sympathetic toward I don't know I just think I thought he was maybe involved with the dad and sexually abusing the kids I don't know somehow I just thought that like he wasn't not being sympathetic he just didn't believe her uh-huh. and that was confusing for me because he said it happens all the time forget to lock the door it slowly creaks open and then the alarm's triggered yeah. and again I'm thinking but also there's a table jammed into the doorway so that's not anything to do with yeah, so then that happens. Tim clearly witnesses it, but he thinks it's just like maybe an intruder or something, or like what the the cop said. Oh, it's just a door that's opened. It happens in an old creaky house. I think Tim thinks like, probably like a known teenager. Hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. So Tim thinks it's probably annoying teenagers, except that Tim not locked the door, so that doesn't make any yeah. sense either. Exactly. Like, it can't be random teenagers that came into your house. And lock the door because they wouldn't have a key. No. So then they go back to bed and blah blah blah. And then I think it's something like she mentions it's her birthday and she wants to spend the day with him and everything. And he's like, "No, nah, I need to go to work. I'm sorry, we in a list, and I'll make it up to you when I get back." So he fucks off and leaves her on her own. And she's he leaves her a card and the shittiest pair of earrings. I'm like, sorry. She never puts them on, though, does she? No. I mean, I would be really disappointed. I'm sorry, but if I opened that and seen those earrings, I'd just be like, oh, fuck's sake. The but again, and I don't mean to be that person, 
And I get she's got a lot going on, but based on both her hair and what she wears, like, what would you buy it aesthetically? Because no wonder she walks about naked all the time. Like, she looks a lot better when she's got no clothes on because her clothes are fucking idiots. Well, what does she wear? Does she wear just like jeans and a top, like, like a strappy top or something? Well, fit and three quarter length t- jeans, like a yeah, like a mm. strappy top, and then like a really big. I quite liked and I like a really wearing. big cardigan, but I don't like hard really big cardigans. Yeah, but I quite liked what she was wearing when she was tempting the pastor. Yeah, well, that's different. But then was, was that her or was that, that her dad? Or, yeah, or, was, oh, or, or was it her dad or was it or See, over? It, is a making her... Right, so, right, okay, we'll get to that. So she's uh, annoyed. She sees the earrings and then she sort of softens up and calls her, calls Tim. And says, oh, I'm really sorry. I've been a bitch and all that. And, you know, thanks very much for the earrings and stuff. Um, And then she goes to work and I'm like, she's a cleaner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but she's a cleaner with her sister. But then I was like, is she a cleaner? But then I read when I was reading the synopsis, it says she's a janitor. But cleaner, janitor, same thing. I, can, I was asking work out what she was. I was like, Ed, does she work in a supermarket? Why is the back half of the supermarket? customers. Uh, that's another thing, right? We'll skip forward to this bit. Wait, see, her boss, man, her boss, wait, she came in because she's not sleeping, like, so she looks like shit. And her boss goes, are you okay, Molly? You don't look very well. Maybe you should go home. But then he goes, like, you can't be working sick like that. The customers will be disturbed by you and everything. And I'm thinking, actually, that's quite nice of him because if that was over here, if that, that was a normal like, manager, again, he would you wouldn't give a fuck if she was sick or not. You would want her to still work. It took me out the film a little bit because I was like, that's not what, what having a job with friends. Like, no. A job with, like, America surely has worse working conditions than us. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was like, like, American why? listeners, let us know, would your boss, like, send you home if you were ill? Because bosses here want you to come in even if you're just, like, the stump of an arm left after a road trip. <laughs> Like, not being funny, but you could have dragged yourself in. You've still got five fingers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't care what the customers will think of you. They won't even look at you anyways. Just fucking get clean and bitch. Do you know they'd rather have a bloody stump serving them than nobody serving them at all? Maybe use your brain. Which you don't have because um, you can have a car. So I thought that bit was quite unrealistic to me. I mean, yes. all, all, it was all the least realistic. But our boss was quite nice. Fucking... <laughs> And I get why he was like, and then she's like, no, I'll just work back here. But anyway, right. So she just she doesn't like being alone. But what's the first weird thing that happens? That's then it goes to the first weird thing. So she gets home from work and then it cuts to more found footage and it's filming at her night filming? in the woods around the back of her house. And you can't tell if it's her filming or not. And then it's it like the camera drops down to uh-huh. ground level. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's way before the wee girl. And then it just starts moving backwards into the weird, like, outhouse shed and through the break and the um, woods. And then it goes down underground and there's a, what we would now know as an altar to... Oboris. Oboris. Oroboris. Oroboris. Underneath their house. I couldn't work out what that was, but was that a horse head? Was, Was there a horse there? It was, like, the sigil of a robus on either side and then in the middle like a double coiled horse head so it's like oh, two right, coils yeah. coming up with two like ten like scary looking horse heads facing away from each other it was that not hard it was in, did she not put the camera down to see what it 
what was there. I kept thinking because it was difficult to tell whether someone was lowering the camera down to see what was under the house or whether someone mm. had crawled backwards under the house or what was going on. Yeah, so she that, kept that waiting. Was a bit creepy. Yeah, and then and also, I thought it was quite good the way they because it's like creepy, but I was like, oh, this is creepy because obviously it's going to drop down into that like chasm and you won't know what's going on. But then the fact it dropped down, went dark, and then keeps moving, and then you're under the house, and you can see the whole altar under the house, and then it cuts, and I was like, okay, that's weird. So it was underneath the house where that altar was? All right. Yeah. Okay, so that implies... It was almost like that outhouse building, the bit that was boarded over, I think was maybe... Where the chair? Yeah, that she had the chair on top of. Right, okay. So that seems like maybe it was like, it, it used to be a stairway down to this altar to... <laughs> Aerobus. And there's loads of horse pictures everywhere. Yeah, that bit freaked me out. I mean, again, it then makes sense because it's supposed to freak you out, but because I kept thinking, what's with the like, why is there a door in their kitchen that's got a dead Christmas reef on it? And neither yeah. of them have taken the dead Christmas reef off. Yeah, and then you notice that. that it's like the door's just tied closed with string. Mm. Which is weird. And then like the at one point, I don't think it's that long after this, but when she unwinds the string. And goes in and it's just like the entire wall walls covered in pictures of horses. Oh yeah. And then the basement as well is a disgrace. Yeah, it is. The, the the ceiling of the basement is just like falling down. It's like really decayed. Like like crepe paper, like crumbly paper. I don't know what it is. But yeah. It, even yeah, the cop the cop went in there. The 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 this the policeman went in there and he you that's when you see how like creepy the basement looks when he looks around yeah right so what happens she she wakes she keeps waking up and something's rattling her door or something like that and the key comes out or that's later on i don't know and she she goes or she hears the sound of a child crying like yes so that's after or no the video the next date so there's the video camera thing and then it's the next morning Um, and then her sis- yeah. that's when her sister comes round. Ah, right. And they have she smokes a doobie with her and she's like, you shouldn't be doing that. Hence implying that she's got a, a history of, like, drugs. I get, I, I like that you got that. I was just like, I've, I've actually written down in my notes, why, why the fuck is Molly not allowed to smoke weed? Because <laughs> it just seems really weird to me because I was like, but her sister's smoking weed. She can't be, like, anti-weed. She's having a joint. And it's like, come on, Molly, no. And I'm like, well, why no Molly in the issue? Well, it makes sense that she was into drugs if if her her dad was molesting her or abusing I mean, yeah, her and her but... sister. Yeah, and it, that's why she did drugs to cope with it. So, like, I I got that she had a drug problem, and that's why she was like, oh, it's just one, it's just a, it's just one little puff of weed or whatever. So she has that, and yeah, they're talking. She's like, I can't believe we're smoking weed in our mom's kitchen. Ha 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 ha. Funny, and um. Yeah, so then our sister leaves her and you can tell Molly's like, oh my god, she's leaving me. I'm going to be alone in this house again. She didn't want her sister to leave. And then that's when she, that's when she then unwinds the twine on the door and goes and stares at all the pictures of the horses and I'm like, okay, they're going weirder than I expected it to be. And then that's what you said. So then the sister leaves, she goes to bed and then you hear the voice but it's like a little girl's Um, voice and a man's voice and like a kind of voice yeah well, so i'm assuming three of them shout on her at once i'm assuming see i assumed that that was an echo of her as a child being abused by her dad like a 
I don't know, residual energy or memory or something like that. So the child's crying isn't a, like a weird ghost or anything. It's her. It's her hearing herself. And but she goes in. Shout, like she hears it and then... I can't remember. I she opens the cover. name or something else, but it was like, again, I really liked the way it was done because it was like the three voices at once. I don't remember that. I only heard it was a kid. Did I? I don't know. It's, I'm, she, it's like immediately after that because she gets up. She goes to her childhood bedroom, which funnily enough is the same as it was when she was a kid. Like they hadn't refurbished it or anything like that. It's like almost like a shrine to when they were still children. Like that's odd. Yeah. And the lights are always on when she comes back from work. It's always in that childhood bedroom. So it's like tormenting her or something. Um, And then she opens the cupboard and she like basically reaches her hand in, but you don't see what's behind the door. Which echoes what happens at the very end of the movie with her sister. So I I don't know whether her reaching out is that's, that's when it starts to go, like when she's possessed. Is that the point where Oberis takes control and shows her the truth because that's what Oberis is when I read up yes. about him. He is the god, like, which is what I like about Oberis, the, being the prince, okay, he's the prince of hell, but he actually shows people the truth, which is what I like about him. But I like that he's also not like a, um, a what? Like, it's not to find out stuff about the future. He shows you the truth of the past and the present, which I thought was I, I, a really he, interesting yeah. thing. Yeah, so. And also, he exposes the truth of what her husband's been up to. Mm-hmm. But then, for some reason, she just gets incredibly horny. Like, because then her husband comes back and makes her breakfast, and the next thing she's doing is like fucking, like basically mounting them, and then they're banging on the kitchen really quickly. It like, makes sense while that... the bacon's part, and I kept thinking the whole time, uh, the bacon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone, I don't think it's. A, Someone watch that. It's going to burn. What a waste. The husband was very quick to start having an affair as well because they only just moved in there and it turns out he's having an affair with the neighbour. Yeah, and she's not very attractive either. Like, what, what the fuck I mean, is going on there? Molly has the potential to be very attractive, but again, that hair. <laughs> yeah, that hair was bad. <laughs> I need to find the... Right, well, what happens? It's before he comes back that you get the sugarly door thing as well. That was. Oh, yeah, yeah. She calls the back. Yeah, that that was supposed to be like a jump scare, I think. But yeah, the the door starts rattling, like the same back door, I think. And she starts screaming, and the cop's back, and he's like, it's probably just kids. Again, I'd say like a good thing about the film is that like each time a scary thing happens, it's a different scary thing. Yeah. If you know what I mean. But it wasn't so obviously like jump scares everywhere. It was quite yes, subtle. Yes, that was the only one that was really a jump scare. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Because I don't think there was really anything else that was like that. Uh, so, Orobus, he's a commander of 20 legions. He fancy. Yeah. And he gives the true answers of things past, present and the future divinity and also the creation of the world he also confers dignities and prelacies and the favor of friends and foes he's also faithful to the conjurer and he does not permit that any spirit tempts him and never deceives anyone so he likes magicians 
he doesn't like it when magicians, you know, like give away their secrets or something. I think Just that's what he's annoyed at. That's all I know about Orobus. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's like in the movie, but it doesn't really say anything about the sexual nature. Like, why is she always horny all the time? Is that the dad's influence? Do you think the dad was um, possessed? Her her father was possessed was by like, And then her, I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't work out like was her just that. I couldn't work out if her dad was possessed by Orobus. Or is Orobus trying or to? Orobus like a separate thing. And he's trying to show her the truth. Yeah. what's going on in her life and she, she, he's like saying to her look you're hiding you're trying to hide your past and drugs and all this and you need to wake up and see what's really going on you need to remember what happened and also your husband's a fucking cheating bastard so deal with him and that the pastor's probably a hypocrite and wants to bang you so I don't know or is it both like or Orobus is meant to be evil like I get that we're we're just flagging up, as we often do with cryptids, the like positive things that. Yeah, we love all of He is also supposed to be like a agent of ultimate evil, so I suppose. He yeah, and there is an alternate. Yeah, so maybe he showed the dad the truth about the ultimate past, completely took over the dad. That's and why the dad was effectively a monster because he was possessed by a monster, and then. But how come the sister? And I suppose we're saying like, oh, she's really horny, but actually the way in which she expresses her horniness as the movie goes on is um, quite terrifying. It's got big William of Orange vibes. (laughs) Oh, see, I I got, when I was looking up Oribus, I I accidentally looked up Ouroboro, oh, is it Ouroboros, which is the the snake that eats its tail. (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay so because that is when so it must be so after she's been down even though you don't know what's going on with the camera but you're right Mm -hmm. she must have gone down to the uh, temple of or robust underneath her house which also Mm -hmm. sorry i'm not going to interrupt myself i'm like wait i'm going to say this so do you think that her dad built the temple to Orobus under the house, or do you think the temple to Orobus was just under the house and the dad no, found I think it? it was, I think it was just under there. Um, and whoever moves into that house, because didn't she say that? Or am I thinking of what I watched last night when I was watching the Dead Files? Yeah, I'm getting confused with the Dead Files. Sorry, Mark, <laughs> because. Even if they were to sell that house, wouldn't that be a bit fucked up? The one that there's a fucking altar under there, unless she doesn't understand what it is, that someone else is going to move into that house potentially, and they're going to get fucked up by Oribus? Or whatever I mean, it is. Yeah, like anyone that goes down there is going to be. Yeah. Although, again, then there's like, what's the thing with the cupboard in their room then? And like the her childhood bedroom? Yeah, because it comes from there. Or it's coming to them from there. Anyway, right, let's discuss. So she bangs her husband on the kitchen floor. The bacon's burning. He gets up, sorts that out. That's that situation. But, I mean, they're a married couple. Why not do that? But I think that's a bit reckless, isn't it, on her part? Why blame her, though? I mean, he knew that he was cooking. Yeah, he was also there. He said no. He said, hang on, mate. At least it let me turn the heat off of this thing. So then... 
after that, what happens then? Like she, because she, oh, she comes. He's alive, which I think or yeah. must have told her that. Her, but again, I'm like, so did her, oh, is her dad still alive in some sort of ghoulish form because a robust keeps you alive after you're with him? I have no idea because yeah, he comes back from a trucking trip and he he sees her. This is after the birthday and before the the breakfast sex. He finds her sitting on the edge of the bed and she's completely naked and she's just staring at the corner. And yeah, she says he's he's alive. And he's like, okay, <laughs> what would you do in that situation? Kind of the same thing that he did, which is to say that they mm. need to go and see somebody for psychiatric help. But then she but said then, that we can't because we've got no health insurance. insurance. And I'm like, oh my God, that's awful. Yeah. I'm so glad we've got the NHS. <laughs> Again, this is exactly what <laughs> I wrote down in my notes. I wrote, and then she says, quote, we don't have health insurance. Yeah. America's fucking weird. Thank God we have the NHS. <laughs> Because you can't even book a doctor's appointment. It's not even a psychiatrist. He said he says you need to see the doctor, and she's like, I can't. We've got no health insurance. And I went, oh, for fuck's sake, man, that's awful. And then so, he asks her if she's using again, and she says she isn't. Yeah. But then he goes out, and she like picks the stitches out the back of her teddy bear. I that's weird. And like towards the end of the movie, but yeah, and she finds her stash, her spoon, and her her brown. Oh, also, heroin is also known as horse. I don't know if that's significant. Oh, that didn't really occur to me. So I don't know whether that's... Mammy thought of that, but it was just, I wonder how long heroin lasts. Like, can you keep hey, it? Yeah, I thought that as well. How long yeah, has that been there? And why is it inside the teddy bear? Was she, like, jacking up when she was 12? <laughs> What's going on? I like that my next note, which now makes no sense, to it yeah. took me a minute to be like, why we're written this, but I forgot that I didn't find out what Orobus was until after the movie finished. Yeah. I've written, why is there a horse in her workplace? Was there a horse in her workplace? Yeah, the really after the boss tells her that she's too ill to come oh, to work, she hear, says, oh, just walk you... in the back. And then she's mm-hmm. in the back and you can hear a horse like... Yeah, I forgot neighing, that. Not neighing, like hear... sort of, what's that thing? I don't know the names of horse noises. You know the one they make where they like Winning. blow... Winning, yeah, you can hear a horse winning, and I'm again, and it was really unnerving. Like, even before you knew it was going on, I was like, Why the fuck is there a horse? Like, <laughs> I didn't know making that, noises around the corner. I did hear horses' hooves quite a bit. You hear like, yeah, click clop of horses' feet. So, when our manager was like, Here, come in, come in, uh, I need to show you this, I was not expecting to see her walk around the corridor, suddenly turn around. And look as if she's getting fucked. Yes. <laughs> but there's nothing there. So it looks like she's, I don't know, there's this film called The Entity where a woman gets sexually or raped by a ghost. Uh, and that's that sort of brought me back to that movie. But are they implying that it's a horse? Or she said it was her dad that was doing it? I thought it was very, oh, the way the conversation went, as you say, was quite the conversation. Because I was like, why yeah, is the boss implying that she's getting that she's fucking the air when my sure. I would think if I saw that that she was taking a fit and had fallen against yeah, the wall. Yeah, I thought she, it looked like she was having a fit. Yeah, so I would have been like, yeah, "Oh my god, are you okay? Fine. We've already established you're not well." Quite clearly, here's a video of you taking a fit. He then yeah. starts impl- implying there's a video of her fucking a wall and says, "Molly, I wouldn't have thought you were that kind of girl." I was like. Oh, yeah. Girl that fucks a wall. And then I expect her to be like, what the fuck are you on about? Like, I don't even remember yeah. this happening. And is that her reaction? Wall? 
Could, could, you, could you break her reaction down for us, please? <laughs> she, you think she's crying, but then when she lifts her bad haircut up, she, uh, she turns out she's laughing, and then she goes, "Ah oh, ha ha ha!" Well, um, something about being fucked by her against a wall or reamed by her dad or something like that, huh? And then walks out. I don't expect you to believe that I'm getting fucked by my dad or something. Yeah. And then walks out and storms out laughing. And her boss is just like, okay. <laughs> and her sister comes round because he obviously told her about that. I assume that she's not going back to that job. Was that before no, or after she tempts the pastor? Right before she tempts the pastor. Right. Okay. Because her sister drives her home and says that she's going to stay and then... Mm-hmm. Molly says, no, you don't need to because Tim's organised for Pastor Bobby to come round. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Pastor Bobby's come round. And um, don't forget, in between all of this, there's still, like, it cuts back to, uh, like, found footage, camera footage, like Blair Witch type style of of her spying or someone spying in the woods. On this random family. Yeah, and the girl notices, the wee girl notices and starts staring at her. Uh, and uh, did you think what's going to happen to that girl? Because I, I did. Something's going to happen to that girl. And, and we were right. But um, yeah. yeah. But why? I was like, why is she obsessed with this family? That's what I couldn't work out. What I is still it? wasn't why getting the video camera at this point, and I was like, right, oh my no, god, goes to her dad wanting this little girl now. Like this is the Wait, most disturbing film I've ever seen. I took it that because they, they, it was supposed to be called possessed that she's possessed by her dad because or because it, she maybe because the reason why she's getting all sexual and stuff is because her dad's possessing her and he was like a sexual abuser so she's becoming a sexual abuser as well because that's and and that's why he's obsessed when she's filming that wee girl i thought that that's what he was obsessing over that he wanted the girl like yeah when he's possessing his own daughter do you know what i mean I do. And and then when the Pastor Bill came over and she was all sex, like she's like, Do you like the look of my panties? I wrote, <laughs> he looks at her pink pants. I immediately assumed that the pastor <laughs> was going to be a massive inappropriate creep, but actually it is Molly. Yeah, Molly. <laughs> I'm down, really Molly. Yeah, what is the stuff she says to him? Like But does it imply that they're religious? Did they go to ch- they go to church and stuff? I think he said that. Like, oh, it's when he asked her, oh, what do you mean by when he was alive? Were they going to church? I think that's what they were doing. He's like, we haven't done this in a while. And then that's maybe when he suggests that they speak to Pastor Bill, and he comes over. I thought Pastor Bill was the guy, was the woman she was spying on's husband. You know, the wee girl. Yeah. But maybe I was wrong about that. Well, it can't be because remember she goes, uh, "Why have you never taken a wife, Pastor Bill?" Oh yeah, <laughs> are you gay? Uh, <laughs> gay, that. Pastor Bill. What are you gay? Don't you want to get up inside this? I think that's what she says. I think that is exactly what she says. And then he goes, "No, I'm." I think the fact that she called him gay and not a man is what tempted him back. I think you're right. I thought that was really well acted. That he was just like, yeah. Calm down, calm down, I'm going to leave, calm down, I'm going to leave. And then yeah, she's like, are you gay? And he's like, I'm not gay. <laughs> yeah. right. And then he runs out to his car and then he drives off and she's like, oh, 
Mm, ha ha ha. Does something else after that though? Can't remember. Oh, That's why I'm like, he's then, a dad. And then cuts her out in the woods again and she finds the what? Deer, the dead deer that got caught yes. in the fence. Yeah, yeah, she finds a dead deer. Because I was like, what the fuck is that? I thought it was just a big lump of something. I couldn't make it out. And then, I mean, obviously she gets closer and it's a deer. And then her husband comes back again and he's like, oh, it stinks in here. What's that smell? It's fucking awful. Again, I didn't put two and two together. Well, I didn't think it was a deer. I thought she'd killed Pastor Bill. I thought that the husband could smell the like corpse of the dad because she kept saying that the uh, dad wasn't dead. So I was like, right, the dad's in the house somewhere. Also, she's in the kitchen and she's sitting there. Like she, he, he, I think she's asleep. He's asleep in bed with her. She gets up. She goes downstairs and then she's got the camcorder. He goes, follows her later on and she's sitting in the kitchen with the camcorder. And she's like, I'm trying to get proof. Can't you see him? Can't you see him? He's right there. It's my dad. Or I don't know if she said it's her dad, but he's she's like, he's here. Why can't you see him? And that's when she goes crazy. And that's when he says, right, you definitely need to see a doctor. I don't care about the money or whatever. You're going to see a doctor. Oh, so he comes downstairs because he can hear hooves and then he can hear... Oh, yeah, like, he doesn't make himself... can hear that sort of weird, low, like, mm. grumbly yeah. weird noise again. And then he's basically like, not that she shouldn't get psychiatric help, she should. But I was like, this is just complete madness. And I'm like, yeah, you can smell rotten flesh all through your house. You were woken up by the sound of hooves downstairs. And when you went <laughs> to check it out, your wife's talking to a disembodied voice. But you're still like, this is all standard. But there's something odd going on with you, Molly. Yeah, well, I mean, I think most people might react like that because they don't want to admit that there's something paranormal going on in their house. They always want to rationalise things. So I can understand that in a way. Disembodied so, then, then he takes her to he takes her to the doctor and the doctor gives her sleeping pills. Uh-huh. And then they go home and she's feeling calmer and they have a nice night and she falls asleep on the couch. Couch, yeah. Then, Again, as I've noted down, Tim makes the excellent decision to leave her downstairs <laughs> with the yes, poltergeist. That's what I thought was weird. I feel left on there. Right. So again, yes. Tim can hear and smell the poltergeist, but doesn't believe in it. But even if he genuinely doesn't believe in it, she thinks there's a poltergeist on the ground floor of their house. So he leaves her there on her own. Yeah. So you think the pills are working? And oh, the doctor goes, oh, they'll definitely knock her out. Definitely. That'll put her down. And then she's like woke up again and then what happens? She screaming. Yeah, what does she start screaming about though? I can't remember. That's terrible. I watched that a couple of days ago and it's just totally gone. Like mm. what what the hell was it that triggered her screaming? I don't know. Tim comes to calm her down. Yeah. And then does he take then, her? She's hysterical. He takes her upstairs, and then and she she's, goes into her old bedroom. She hides in a closet because I guess yeah. that's where she hides when her dad would come for her. And he goes into the closet to try and get her out, and she bites into his face. No, she starts kissing him. That's what she's starting like, and he goes along with it, even though he tried to strangle her or something, didn't he? I think he tried to. He he was hurting her before she did that to him. Yeah, I think she said sorry. He said I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. 
because he got angry at her and he tried to shut her up or something but he was like holding her neck uh, she hid in the closet and then she kissed him because he said he was sorry and then they were kissing and then I thought she was kissing and then he's like in pain he's like Aah! I thought she was biting he's trying to bite his tongue off I didn't realise she was biting into his fucking mouth like, yeah I also thought she was trying to bite his tongue off which would also be horrific but yeah she's like literally biting into his face yeah and that to me was the like the horror bit of the film like the gory bit because I'm like up until that point there wasn't really much going on and that was like more of a, an outright horror bit yeah war and stuff like so i'm like what is she doing why is she doing again that? i like that every single time they have a horror hit they mix up what kind of horror it is <laughs> and uh how does he get out of that so he, she's on the ground he's on the ground he's trying to desperately get her off him because she's chewing his face uh she's biting him like and then eventually she just like lets go sort of giggles a bit crazily and then runs downstairs and out the back door does she? Right, yeah. okay. And then he's all fucked up. His sister, co- the sister comes round and sees what she's like, what's up with your face? What's going on? And then he takes the paper towel away and you see like, what? and she's like, you need stitches and everything. And then I thought like that would be it. But then he's like, I still love her and all this. I'm like, what? <laughs> but he's like, I still love her, but we need to get her to see a proper therapist. And she's like, yeah. Oh yeah, she's like, like don't walk her away as if she'd been locked away before. So the film's trying to make us feel that maybe she's not possessed, maybe she genuinely is just mental and because he caught her doing drugs, remember he found her her needle and stuff, so he knew she was using again, but he never mentioned it. But then surely her sister would want her to get help if she's going around eating people while taking her safety already knows that the ghost of her dad and the horse monster are actually real yeah but her sister does know her sister did, it turns out her sister did know all about the abuse and she knew and she she actually left her instead of protecting her sister she left her with the dad to be abused but then i do understand her sort of i mean you shouldn't leave anyone to get abused but i did feel quite bad for the sister that she was like <laughs> why like basically i literally couldn't go outside without him abusing you which i'm like well i suppose like yeah. You wouldn't have had access to like food or money. Wouldn't you or... contact child protective services? I mean, come on. I suppose then, when when has ever social services ever done anything to help anyone? And also, I think they were meant to be like quite young when it was happening, so. Mm, no, but it implied that her older sister moved out and left her younger sister to be molested, or I don't know if that's that's what. I don't, really know if it, I don't feel like it. Because was she not basically saying that like when she had to go to work or like school, mm-hmm. like she was still staying with them for as long as possible? But all right, okay. Mm. Do you think the dad killed the mum? I don't know. Or maybe a robbist killed the mum. Maybe the mum didn't want to be. I don't know if a robbist would have done that. <laughs> He's too good. <laughs> Again, a robbist is evil. <laughs> oh sorry I just I can't I just like see Aerobus as like this truth bearer and I, I, maybe I'm under possession of Aerobus so she returns from seeing Aerobus in the woods and he gives her another bit of truth which is that Hannah the sister killed her dad mm-hmm. which yes that's fearful. right because she finds her in the basement and she's hugging that's where they find where the smell is 
because yeah. it turns out she'd stashed. Well, I don't get why she did this. No, she there's no explanation the Yeah, she stashed the deer inside the ceiling of the basement, and then you see her pull it out, and it's all disgusting and smelly and covered in maggots or whatever. And she's like actually like rubbing herself against it, like Molly is. And then she's going, "You killed Dad. You killed Dad." Why is she upset by that? Because unless she's still possessed by the father or something, or is it a robust that's telling her this? I think a robust. If, again, if he's like the bearer of truths, must have. Mm. That's Hold the latest truth that he's revealed to her. Yeah, because he does reveal loads of truths, and it has consequences. And then I wrote at this I, point. I think Molly's problems are twofold. <laughs> I believe there is a demon under her house. Also, she needs psychiatric help. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, like, Tim says, oh, I still love her and all that. What, even after she tried to bite your face off and you're fucking, clearly fucking some other women. Right, so before she finds out that the pastor, I don't know where Tim is by this point. Maybe, well, he's off getting blowjobs by the neighbour. That's what's happening. So Molly's on her own again. And why they're leaving her on her own after all that shit happened, I really don't know. And the pastor comes round and she comes out the house and she's completely, she comes out the house first and she's completely naked, completely naked, bollock naked, fanny out. Then the car pulls up and it's the pastor and he just gets out and then puts his face in between her thighs. At and one point, next... I thought my original inkling was right and Pastor Bobby was evil the whole time. You thought he was evil the whole time? Well, I, I think he was, he was just doing that. that to prove that he wasn't gay. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's <laughs> taking advantage of a clearly mentally unhinged to prove to yourself that you're not gay is definitely an evil act. Yeah, and or Orobis is exposing that, I guess, the hypocrisy of him, you know, trying to say that he's a pure a man of God and everything. Well, he clearly isn't, and maybe it just says that when it comes down to it, men are just tempted. I don't know, sexual predators. <laughs> I don't want to say that all men are like that, but that's what the film implies. Because I mean, look what her husband's doing as well. Because like every man, every man in that woman's life, no, but every man in that woman's life has betrayed her or done something to her. If you think about it. True. Okay, and again, so... Tim was moving pretty quick because when you then find out that like, again, it's the the neighbor that he's having an affair with, and I'm like, but you just moved in. Yeah, exactly. Wait, what is he doing? Like, okay, well, why is he having an affair with the woman down the hill? And he, why? It's not like he's not getting any sex. His wife's a crazy sexual predator. Like, if he wants, who's willing to bag him on the breakfast table? Okay, fair enough. She's biting his face off. I mean, that's a bit far. I guess the woman next door is not going to bite his dick off. No, that's true. Right, if you get the point where you're, you've got a really horny wife, but on the other side, the other hand, she bites things. Why not gag her? That you know that actually did cross my mind. That <laughs> if you put a gag on her, then you know it might he may so let me say Well again, everybody could stop having sex with the mentally unhinged women. Yeah. <laughs> but Pastor <laughs> Bobby learns that the hard way because uh, she eats him. Yeah. Eats him. Well, you don't see um well, he come Tim comes home from what we think is work but we know he's been with the neighbour later on and he sees the cops at what we assume is like what well, I think is ba- his house, Pastor Billy's house and the cops are there and he's like hey I live in this street, what's going on 
and they're like oh someone's been reported missing and he's like oh my god and that's when he goes home oh no wait surely after he she's murdered past her belly it cuts to her point you know the point of view of the camcorder in the woods and because it's not past her belly that's been reported missing no it is past her belly i think or did you think it was no, wee, no, it can't be the, the wee, wee girl is it the wee it girl is. yeah so when because the so video because you think that the video is live footage but then it pans out and it's playing on the bed so it's the footage from before oh, right, that's she right. That and then left it for Tim to find. I see. She filmed right. it before she killed Pastor Billy. Right, so she knew for quite a while that he'd been banging the neighbour. Oh, I see. So I've confused the timeline a little bit. So do you think that's why she fucked Pastor Billy out of revenge for her husband having an affair? No, I think it's because the robbers wanted her to eat Pastor yeah. Billy. <laughs> well, he's... <laughs> he's covered in uh, bites like he's been bitten everywhere all over his body and everything ah throw back to when she's on the couch right remember when he left her on the couch yes. That's what I remember now I remember now what it was is that she gets up and she looks underneath the couch and she finds a screwdriver yes and I thought what's with a screwdriver what's going on there and then blah, 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 something happens. And I thought, she, is she going to use that screwdriver? And then she does, because you see the screwdriver in the back of Pastor Billy's head in the bath, because she slammed it into the back of his nut and killed him. And then you see her slowly take it out. But it sort of cuts back and forth between us seeing the body and then her coming back to the body of Pastor Billy and taking that screwdriver out. Remember? Yes. And again, she's naked. She's just like wandering around naked. So yeah, Tim comes home. He sees that someone's missing. So I misinterpreted that as they were looking for Pastor Billy, but it's not. It's a wee girl. And um, so he goes home. He finds Pastor Billy's body, I think. That's what happens. And then what happens after that? Then or he she... goes down into the basement, does he? Yes. He finds it's... no. He finds the footage of him having a blowy off of the neighbor, so he knows he's been caught. And then does he go looking for her? Oh, down in the basement, right. for some reason. <laughs> and she's not, or he thinks she's not there, but then she flies out at him and hits him with a baseball bat. No, she's not in the basement. She's in, she's downstairs, like somewhere. So he goes in and he goes, oh, I'm really sorry and everything. And uh, she just whacks him with a baseball bat, knocks him the fuck out. And then he's knocked out and she just grabs those legs and she starts dragging him and drags him down into the basement. Yes, you're right. And I was thinking, poor bastard, like he wakes up partially way through it. Why am I feeling sorry for him? I don't know. And he sees I, I think it's fine to feel sorry for him. Like, I get it. <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things, like... Yeah. I'm like, it's if he's, up, he's just been knocked out with a baseball bat. And then I was thinking, oh, well, his head's going to bang off those stairs when she pulls him down into the basement. <laughs> Which is what happens. And then she sort of turns him round. He's, a, he's conscious and everything. I don't know if he's speaking to her. She just sort of turns yeah, around. Yeah, sort of like muttering that he's sorry, which makes yeah. it worse. Ah, he's really sorry. It's almost like he's accepting that she's going to kill him. Because she turns him around and then she just slowly 
that's I thought I was quite disturbing the way she stuck that, which is realistic, I suppose. It must be quite difficult to shove a yeah, but it's horrible. Quite small, yeah, the same murder weapon as he killed Pastor Billy with into his skull because skulls are quite tough. I mean, she softened it up with a baseball bat, but then she really tries to get it in there, and eventually she pokes it and it goes through, and he's dead. And that's him, deeds <laughs> Tim. He's now dead. And then, and then she disappears. Is that what? And it cuts back to the, the the sister. She disappears, but she leaves a video for the sister to find that she didn't do any of the things. It was him. And again, she's not very specific on who him is, so I don't know if it's meant to be. Oh yeah, it was, dad, it was the dad. dad. Yeah, it wasn't me. I because at the very well, start of the film, I would argue that her dad didn't kill that little girl, but her sister kind of did. Because the fact that Hannah refused to get her any psychiatric help is kind of what led up to her murdering that little girl. Yeah. I she yeah, because I thought that was really sad because you see the woods, right? And you see the cops and you see them pull out a body and it's the wee girl and you think, Why the fuck does she do that? That's horrible. But is that her is that her being possessed by her father that's done that? Or is that her like projecting her anger onto that wee girl because that's her sister who never helped her when she was a kid. Unclear. Or is it that a robust likes to see children in pain? Oh, no, he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sticking up for him. Come on. I know. Stop slagging my robust. I don't think he's like that. He's... He just wants to tell you the truth. He just wants to show you how to do magic tricks and protect you and stuff. Like, no. <laughs> I like you're trying to like align Aerobus and um, what's his name, Black Philip up, and they're very different. I think I am, yeah. Very different men. <laughs> he wants you to live life deliciously. It made me think of Black Philip though, because when you see her walk out the house again, bollock naked, I was like, this is very witchy. And she goes out into the woods, and then you see. Aerobus, like the the goat. At first, I thought it was like Black Philip, like a goat man, but then it had three heads, and I was like, oh no, it's horse heads. And she embraces it, and it embraces her, and then it implies that you you never see her again. Like she, she yeah, just she just like gone. Mhm. It doesn't really because it, it cuts fast forwards to the like you're like where's the house then? What's going on with the house? Have they sold it? And it, they, uh, yeah, they did. There was a for sale sign. So I'm not confusing it with the dead files. There was a for sale sign and her sister goes into the house. And I'm thinking, I mean, they're not going to sell that house, you? are they? Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, why it's prime real estate. It looks like two murders. <laughs> There's a demonic altar beneath the house. And yeah, two people were murdered in it. There's been two. Hell. There's been two murders carried out by a murderer who murdered the little girl who lives yeah. down the road. Also, nobody knows where she is. No, she could still be out there somewhere, <laughs> naked. And we're pricing it at two hundred and seventy-eight thousand dollars. Are you interested? Feel. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just die. <laughs> oh no! I mean, yeah, I was thinking, well, who the fuck wants to buy that house? And then for some reason, there's a random. She finds a random photo album in one of the rooms uh, in their childhood room I suppose and she starts opening it and flicking through it and you see all the it starts off nice you see like pictures of them as kids and her parents, her mom waving, her mom looked kind of cool like looked a lot 
Like, I don't know why, but I thought her mum looks really modern for someone who's supposed to be from like the 19, I don't know when, when her mum and dad, like, when was it set? 2010? So I'm assuming that it would be like the 80s, around about our age. Yeah. Anyway, her mum looked like Michelle Williams, I thought. So she's going through, and then all of a sudden you see the picture that you see earlier of Molly as a wee girl sitting on her dad's lap in that same chair that she put in the shed. But instead of her dad's face, it's horse pictures. She's put a picture, like she cut out all the horse heads, horses' heads out pictures around the house. Didn't it, didn't it flat, like, didn't you see that earlier in the movie where you see that all the pictures don't have any, like, she's cut out the horses or was that just Yeah, I think it's, it, it's round about when Tim's trying to convince Hannah that they should get her sectioned. Yeah, and they see that they, they've cut out all the horses' heads and these photographs. Which again... And you think, why has she done that? Where are they? Yeah. And then you find out what she's done with those, why she's cut out all the horses' heads, because she's put them over every a bit of craft. <laughs> she's crafting design, why not? It's early Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's thought about it. Have you ever thought about putting like horses' heads over your family's pictures? <laughs> <laughs> I mean I have in the past, but I wouldn't now. Not after seeing Lovely Molly, it's put me right off the idea. And then her sister's like, What the fuck is this? And then she gets up. And she opens the cupboard and then she does that same exact gesture that her sister did earlier in the film where she holds out her hand as if there's something there implying that she's now going to be possessed by Erebus and go through the cycle again. What about the people who bought the house? <laughs> so I've got to put up with that. Again, nobody found that. Like, how much would you have to reduce it to? Yeah, they may as well just demolish it. I thought that's what generally what they would do with murder houses. I suppose there's still quite a lot of murder houses about that haven't been demolished. It's weird that I want to buy one. <laughs> I mean, I definitely wouldn't want to buy that one. Again, no. demonic temple beneath the house. Some sort of zombie of a zombie or ghost or poltergeist of a child molester in the well, kitchen. <laughs> like... That itself, so no, without all the other issues. <laughs> but there's two ways you can interpret the film, right? The rational side is that she is just generally psychologically disturbed because her dad was an abuser. And because she started, she went back to the place. Why the hell, again, why would you go back to the place where your dad molested you for one thing? Yes. Why would you want to move there again? I mean, I know imply that they're poor and they can't afford a new house or whatever and I guess because they've inherited it off their parents but you'd think that you does it doesn't matter how I would not like just sell it and then buy a different place yeah that would make more sense I don't know though like I think that is the most logical read of it except for the fact that you do see that there is an actual demonic temple below the house and the bit at the I end with the in her head but the bit at the end with the sister, and as you say, the exact same hand gesture. Yeah, but you don't know that's just what you think. You're supposed to feel like maybe she's just genuinely just putting her hand hand out for no reason. Maybe she's just genuinely doing a weird like. Yeah, maybe there's nothing there and she's just trying to reach for something inside there and then it ends like that. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think up until the point where you see the, the free-headed monster 
you kind of think is this all in her mind or not but then when you're seeing that but again you can interpret her getting invisibly banged by a ghost like the manager's watching that and he thinks that she's just doing that because she's crazy or she's having a fit you could interpret it that way or she's genuinely being like <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how I would react to seeing a video like that I don't know I think I think I would probably send it into you've been framed or something <laughs> <laughs> pounds oh. <laughs> have Jeremy Jeremy Beadle have a good old laugh <laughs> The world's wildest video. <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't a bad film. It's not the worst horror movie I've ever seen. And it, I mean, I learned about Oribus and actually, yes. I know you say he's evil and everything, but I really like him. And I want him his friend. I would invoke him. Apparently, witches invoke him. Like, he, he's because he's in, he likes magicians and things like that. A lot of them occultists. Uh, like to invoke Oribus to help them. I believe this film's put me right off him. Well, I think they've done him a bad. I think they've done him a well bad. Like, no. I'll stick up for him. Okay. <laughs> Oribus in occultworld.com, right? It says, want to learn black magic? Click here. <laughs> okay. I didn't click it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to. I already know black magic. Mm. Right. The demon Orobus is a fallen angel and he's the 55th of the 72 spirits of Solomon, which you mentioned earlier is, uh, what was it? The the nun? The nun. Volkswagen. Volkswagen. <laughs> Orobus is a prince in hell. I mean, that sounds sexy. Where he governs 20 legions of demons. He makes his first appearance as a horse. Ah, this is it. But then changes to a man upon command. I mean, that's quite good, isn't it? Yeah, when I read that, that was what I was thinking. Is oh, that could be another read. So maybe it was her dad. Was her dad just or? Oh yeah. Oribus is a time. man. Yeah. And that was why she was sticking the pictures of the horse over him to be like, he's not a man. He's he is a horse. horse it's insane, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, because you, you could see what he actually was. Yeah. Could be actually, I'd never thought of it that way. Because yeah, because it says here that you you can tell him to become a man. He discovers all things past and present and bestows great favors. What favors was he bestowing, um, bestowing upon her? The truth? I don't know. The the horniness. He gives true answers to questions about the past, present, and future. So think about it, right? Can't he's give her, the future. Well, he's exposing her. He's saying, look, this is what happened to you in the past. It was your dad, because she didn't seem to remember anything about it until she went into the childhood home or something, as so if she'd like, suppressed it. And then in the present, what's he exposing in the present? That her husband's it's banging that woman? Hair. Yeah, she's got bad hair. No, but he should have told her that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> told her that she's got a really poor choice. That should have been an I know they should just have had her like banging on the window over here so long, going like, I loved it. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I loved that the main take that we took from that like film is that she's got an appalling haircut. 
I mean, that's disgusting. It was bad. Uh, and one of my other main takes, because one of my favourite, not favourite parts of the film, because it's not technically part of the film, but you know, right mm-hmm. at the end when you watch something on Amazon, it says up next on Amazon, and it's always yeah. something related to the film. Yeah. I watched Lovely Molly, and at the end it says up next, how to train your dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that. <laughs> I actually properly <laughs> laughed out loud when it came up. I think because I was just so in shock from the end of the film, and then I was like, okay. <laughs> To train your dragon. Fair I think they do a live action of that. Hopefully they don't ruin it. Anyway, I love One Piece. I'm really impressed by One Piece. I've not Even watched, I've never watched the manga or read the manga, like Cowboy Bebop, I was really fucked off at because Netflix ruined it. Uh, but One Piece is really well done as far as I can see. I've spoken about this before. Why am I obsessed? I'm possessed by One Piece. So back to Mr. Oribus. I'm trying to like make him seem cool because he is he he's faithful to magicians like paul daniels or david copperfield he does not like them to be tempted by any other demons so he's a jealous guy once he, he's basically monogamous towards magicians prior to his fall he was in the angelic order of thrones that's quite cool so he was an angel <laughs> i mean yeah that's quite cool mm. Um, there's from the Goetia, the Lesser Key of Solomon the King, written in 1904 by S. L. McGregor Mathers. Don't know who this guy is, but okay. He wrote, Oribas, the 55th spirit, is Oribas. He is a great and mighty prince, appearing at first like a horse, but after the command of the exorcist, he putteth on the image of a man. His office is he hung like a horse. <laughs> His office is to discover all things past, present and to come. Also to give dignities and prelacies. What does prelacies mean? And the favourite of friends and of foes. He giveth true answers of divinity and the creation of the world. What does that mean? And of the creation of the world? Does he mean to say that I can tell you how the world was really created? Or what the secret to the universe is? Is that what that means? I take it it means that he knows how the world was created. And then it says, he is very faithful unto the exorcist and will not suffer him to be tempted of any spirit, which is nice. He governed 20 legions of spirits. His seal is this, and then you see his seal. Yeah, and they all say the same thing. Like, there's another one that was written in 1583, which is obviously quite a few hundred years before that, written by Johann Weir, or Johann Weir. And he also says he's a great prince coming forth like a horse but when he putteth on him a man's idol image he talketh of divine venture he giveth true answers of things present past and to come i think this guy's cool he deceiveth none nor suffereth any to be tempted he giveth dignities and the favor of friends and foes and have rule over 20 late i don't see what's wrong with him he's just trying to tell you the truth he's trying to like open your eyes to the truth don't believe in lies i mean maybe like people to you I'll give you like real Robus might be fine, but uh, movie Robus is is evil. <laughs> like he's got a positive character in the film. Beautiful horse. He, he and they say he's a beautiful horse or a beautiful man. I just I'm trying to rehabilitate him. That's anyway. not your job. You don't you, you don't have to rehabilitate him. I love him. Where's his sigil again? 
Aroba sigil. I want it. Is it bad that I want that tattooed? Or does it, it doesn't mean yes. anything. He's not real. It's just cool. <laughs> right, so what's it look like? It's it's a circle. It says Oribus around the inner circle, like. And then in the middle of that, it's like a square, two crosses, another cross in the middle, um, some pyramids, and then what looks like a boat or horns. Anyway, I'll post it on our Facebook page and you can have a look. It is a cool sigil. It is a cool sigil. Yeah, I really like it. Oh, you can actually buy like sigils of Oribus as well. Like People make them on Etsy. <laughs> oh, I like the different colours as well. Like There's ones you can get on wood. Uh, or the black and red one's quite cool. The black and gold one is nice. Make it that patch. Anyway, I'm trying to sell Oribus to you guys. Start worshipping them or else. <laughs> You'll come and get you. Or else you send someone to bite you and push a screwdriver in the back of your head. I mean, I bet someone once when I was a child. Does that mean I was, um, no, it's because I was obsessed with Christopher Lee and Dracula. So that's why I decided to bite someone. <laughs> <laughs> Not because of Oribus. Confessions time. <laughs> and also, I'm assuming you didn't bite full force into their face until blood was gushing no. down their face and then not stop. No, no I haven't done that. Until right, you ran well, into the woods to murder a little girl. Okay, well, what would you give lovely Molly out of 10? Mm, like a... As a movie? Oh, I don't know. A sex. I feel like I'm going with a sex. Well, I tell you what, I thought the actress did a splendid job, the one that played Molly. Because I genuinely believe she was going mental and tired and, okay, I, I, I'm presuming that that wasn't her choice of haircut. So, yeah, and it was brave of her. I think it was brave of her to do all those nude scenes as well. And to have her haircut like that. was Yeah, crazy. okay. <laughs> what, worse than the nude scenes, it was... <laughs> she'd be more of ashamed of her haircut than having her boobs and fanny out for everyone to see in her arse. Yes. Okay. Also, I noticed when I was watching the film, there's lots of scenes of her just wandering around in her pants as well. Which is what you would do at home. I mean, I do that. Wander around, just barely wearing anything. Yeah. We get then I don't have weird that other films don't depict people in that way. I do agree with you. I think it was very well acted. I think she was very well done. I've not seen her in any of her movies, I don't think. So um, I think she won an award for Best Horror Actress or something that year. I, I was impressed by her. Tim, not so much. <laughs> I don't like him. There's something weird about that guy, and he's just kind of skanky looking. Oh, yeah, yeah, like a twink. No offense to the actor or anything. Well, I suppose I'm being offensive towards you, calling you a twink and a bit of a weirdo when I don't know you. Nah. I feel like her sister. I've seen her somewhere before as well, but it was quite low budget. Maybe. The last year's winner and Drop Dead Gorgeous. The girl that needs like the breathing apparatus and stuff. Oh, she had that? An- uh-huh. It was annoying me the whole film and then about 10 minutes before the end I was like, she's the one that <laughs> she's the previous year's winner in Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, the one that got like attacked or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great film. Oh, <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> Kirsten Dunn. She stopped dancing and stuff. Anyway, that's a completely irrelevant um, film, but yeah, 
I'm a but it's also out for the dragon, and that's what Amazon said I should watch next. So. I mean, I mean, at least go, like train how to train your dragon is based in sort of mythological stuff. Like there's myths behind that, like Vikings, sure. and I don't know if dragons were around in Viking times. So I don't, I don't really understand the correlation between dragons and Vikings. I don't think, unless you can count, maybe it's because at the front of their ships was a dragon's head. Is that where they're getting that from? Why I'm asking Maybe. you, you have stunned into silence. That's okay. Could be. Well, that's the end of that then. Lovely Molly. Eh, you, the only way you can really watch it is if you sign up to Shudder. So it's not There's an advert. There's quite a lot of good stuff on it. Yeah, because I want to watch them Crystal Lake. I was going to say Crystal Myth Memories. <laughs> Crystal Lake Memories. That's all about, 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 about us and how great we are. Yeah. <laughs> Leslie didn't go mental and start biting people and going off with Oribus <laughs> in the woods. It's the ultimate end for Leslie. Um, yeah, okay, so what are we going to be talking about next week, Mark? Let's pick a, a number. Um, I'm going to go number eight. Okay, which is... Colours? Colours. Just colours. Just colours. That's going to be difficult. <laughs> I guess this pick one of those ones that I know wasn't my suggestion because I've put three <sighs> question marks next to it. Like somebody yes. said this and I thought, what? It's also yeah. obviously a very early one because it's mm, quite colours on the list. So. Well, I guess we'll just pick some colours and then find out what mythological significance there are behind it. Yeah. Here's a fact. The word orange was not like nobody knew the color orange the color orange is named after the fruit not the other way around and before oranges were just the the color orange was just known as red yellow which is shite isn't it that's a terrible name i know i can't get my head around that though like not like imagine looking at something that's orange and not thinking that's orange that's yellow yeah, red yeah, yeah. Because I suppose over here, they didn't know what oranges were. Like, they'd never seen an orange before. Would they call it, like, I don't know, who named the orange? See, I'm already going down a fucking rabbit hole. Yeah, I'm like, surely we would have had orange things, like orange things in nature, but I'm like, maybe we wouldn't, because carrots didn't used to be orange. Yeah, we made them orange, didn't we? So. And then I think most flowers that are actually orange aren't, like, native to Britain. I can't think of any orange flowers that are, like, maybe deep yellows but not orange flowers that are native to Britain. you get orange tulips but then again yeah they're probably bred to be like that yeah anyway orange <laughs> it's orange. not going to be about orange uh, we have talked about orange quite a bit actually in this podcast because we were talking about william of orange so we were it's the orange special and i've got orange nails oh because i'm going to i'm going to amsterdam so on that note um i'll upload this episode and then we will be off for a week because like I say, I'm, I'll be on holiday and Mark will be, I don't know what you're doing. You I'm also it? away next weekend. Are you going away anywhere special? Uh, I'm going to Largs. Oh. <laughs> Which is less exciting than yours, but still. Well, that's Vikings, isn't it? You can learn about the Vikings yes. there and Viking Yar and get I'll some about the dragons. Yeah, ice cream at Nardini's. That's nice. Also, yeah, that's, that is exciting. And it's like a lovely Art Deco building, uh, Nardini's. It's really nice. 
That's yeah. worked out quite well though, because I thought in my head we were away different weekends, so that's no. worked out perfectly. Okay, so yeah, I'll I'll upload this episode and then you can all enjoy like the listeners enjoy and you can go and watch Love You Molly. Let us know what you think. If you've got any suggestions, then yeah, give us a bell. We're on Twitter. Oh no, I can't really say that anymore because fucking Elon Musk and he's changed it to X now. <laughs> Popular Nazi site X. Oh God's sake. Well you can go on our Facebook page if you want, Crystal Myth. Like you can get us there. We don't mind. All no, right. Okay. Don't. Right, well, I'm off to go and um, invoke the spirit of Oribus, maybe by pulling a rabbit out of a hat. I don't know, he likes magicians. And I'm definitely Or I can feed him some sugar cubes, because horses like them. Probably would like that. I'm not going to invoke him in any way. I'm going to go to my bed. I'm really sleepy. I think it's because it's so dark. I'm wide awake. I love it. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go get a cup of tea. But, okay, bye, listeners. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Little pep.